Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I would like to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. Number one, there's going to be a little bit of a trigger warning on this. I'm going to share some details that may be a bit disturbing. I'm going to try to keep the graphic details as low as possible. It's going to be a little bit different of an episode. I have been having a conversation with a man on TikTok that told me I am just a brainwashed liberal when I asked him to stop with the conspiracy theories about Ghislaine Maxwell. I explained that I'm a survivor and I directed him to my podcast and said he could listen to any one of the episodes if he wanted. He chose not to, but just in case, John DeVideo, I hope I'm saying your name right, welcome and this episode's for you. So number one, I would like to address that her name is Ghislaine Maxwell, not Jelaine, Ghislaine. And yes, her hearing is coming up on Monday. Yes, there will not be cameras because it is a federal case in a federal courthouse. It will be aired and you can show up to a certain location near the courthouse Show your ID and you'll be able to view it. It's just not going to be aired on TV. Kyle Rittenhouse's trial was on a state level. So that's why there was so many cameras in his court hearings. Ghislaine's is in a federal court, which they never let cameras in. You always need an ID to get in and not everybody is allowed in. So you can take that whole, this big, huge conspiracy to hide the facts and toss that right out the window. Look up any federal case and you will see that they are all kept without being televised. And there's a lot of reasons behind that, but I'm going to get into why Ghislaine's should not be televised. Now, I've spoken about it in the past few episodes But I'm going to do it again because if you do come to my podcast, I'm pretty sure the one with your name in it is going to be the only one you listen to. So these are going to have children. They're probably adults by now. They are going to be describing in graphic detail what happened to them while they were being sex trafficked by Ghislaine Maxwell. So I have a question for you. Why do you want to hear that why do you want to hear those gruesome details why do you want to see them be torn apart on the stand by the defense attorney why do you think that you are owed their stories because if they wanted it to be told they would tell it I tell my story on my terms I tell how many details that I want to tell And I share what I want to share because it's my story and it is my trauma and it happens on my terms and my terms alone. See, these people are evil, disgusting human beings, if you could even call them human beings. They do horrific things to children. See, I had two men that purchased me off of my parents and they were the kind of clients that... I visited with frequently. So 
I was giving an ATV and I was riding it through the woods. The two men, they also had ATVs that they were riding. One was equipped with a bow and arrow and the other was equipped with a crossbow. And I was playing a game, a game where I was being hunted and I wasn't allowed to get caught. I wasn't allowed to get hit, except one time I did with a bolt from the crossbow. And I have a huge scar on my leg from it. I was brought to my house instead of the hospital because how do you explain that to an ER doc without raising red flags? See, my parents, they had doctors on their payroll, so we had the space in my house for them to come secretly and tend to my wound. After all was said and done, I was punished very severely. And I'm not going to get into those details because to be quite honest, they're too graphic to share and I don't want to, and I don't need to, but I was punished because I, and I quote, burned a location they used frequently. So I got in trouble because, number one, I got caught, and number two, because of the commotion trying to get me out of there, they were no longer able to use that location. I've shared this story before on my old TikTok account that I had to take down because of cyberbullying and cyberstalking, and it got a lot of attention, which, honestly, I didn't think it was going to get as much as it did. But you would not believe the nasty comments that I got. People wanting me to prove it by showing my scar. People asking the names of the men. People asking the names of my parents. But let me ask you this, John. If I said my parents' names right now, would you know who they were? You wouldn't. If I said the names of these two men, you might know them. They were pretty prominent people in society because that's what my clientele was. Doctors, dentists, judges, police chiefs, politicians, people like that. So, yeah, you would know a lot of names, but why should I have to tell you? Do you want to know because you're going to call and make a police report to get me justice? The answer is no, because you couldn't possibly do that. You could call. But they would tell you that the victim needs to be the one making the report. So you want to know those names for your own benefit. And given the fact that you bragged on your podcast episode about how many views you got talking about Ghislaine's trial, obviously you just want to know so you can get attention for you. But see, what happens when you get attention is you take it away from sex trafficking You take it away from the victims, from the survivors. You take it away from the awareness and you create noise. And that's what I meant when I said that you're just helping the traffickers because you're making a claim that COVID's newest strain was to distract people from the upcoming trial. So my questions to you, John, Did they come up with COVID before she got arrested so that way they could drop this new variant, which was actually first spoken about in July of this past year? 
did they do that just to distract from her trial? Because they knew she was going to get arrested. They knew that the Kyle Rittenhouse trial was going to be over. They knew that the man was going to do that heinous act last week. And they knew that like the momentum from all of that was going to go away. So that's why they purposely created this and dropped it. How far back in the planning of this quote-unquote distraction does it actually go because you can't answer that because you're caught in a rabbit hole you're caught in conspiracy theories and you don't have any facts and you don't want them because as soon as I commented on your video asking you to stop that you're not helping anyone and I even said that this does not help or benefit victims in any way, and that it only helps traffickers. You said I was a brainwashed liberal. Then I directed you to my podcast, hoping maybe you would want to get educated. But instead, you told me that I was full of myself, and then that I was so cute. I don't know if you've said anything since then, because that was when I got out of bed and decided to start recording this episode for you. So... Now, let's move on to another client. So, she was a woman. She is very prominent. And if I said her name right now, you would know exactly who she was. I have an entire episode about her titled, The Woman. She played a very sinister game with me. And it was similar to these two men. She hunted me and other kids in the woods. She was also a stand-in client that I met with once a month. And we would spend a couple days, we would eat dinner at her house, and then she would take us out in the woods and we would have to play hide-and-go-seek. The first child to be found got punished the worst, and then it got less and less after each child was found. Sometimes we would be out there for hours in the snow, in the rain, in the cold, in the heat. It was absolutely horrifying, the things that happened to us out in the woods. But why do you think that you deserve to know about them? Why do you want to hear about torture of children? Why do you want those details? Again, I ask, are you going to call and press charges? You can't because the victim has to. So you want to do it for attention. You want to do it because you want to bring attention to yourself. You're doing it for selfish reasons. But yet I'm the one that's full of myself. This woman also forced us to do things with what at the time I thought was her husband. I've later come to find out that they weren't married. But she would force us to keep eye contact with her. I was a young child, younger than 12, when I started meeting with her. And while I was being assaulted by a grown man, I was forced to keep eye contact with her because that's how evil she was. She wanted to look me in the eyes while she saw the fear and while she saw the pain and while she saw everything. And let me tell you, if I cried, it did not end very well because I was punished for that too. These are the kinds of things that may or may not come out on the stand. Except, see, the difference is, is I'm sitting here on my podcast, my personal space, sharing my story on my terms. 
during this hearing, the victims are going to be sharing their stories, but they're going to be doing it where a defense attorney gets to tear their stories to shreds. They are even having a doctor that's going to be testifying for the defense about false memories. That is how hard they are going to be going after these women. So they're going to be re-traumatized by having to share the gruesome details. And then on top of that, they're going to be attacked by a defense attorney. Oh, I've been on the stand multiple times, and I can tell you when the defense cross-examines, it is the worst thing ever. In fact, it is worse than the original crime itself because I have to defend myself. I have to sit here and listen to all these lies and all of this horrible stuff that is said. You saw what they did to Kyle on the stand. Imagine that being done to a sex trafficking survivor who was trafficked as a child. It's torture. Literally, it is torture. So why do you want to watch it? That's what I want to know. That's what my biggest question is to you and every other person that is on TikTok that is crying and whining because they don't get to watch this video. They don't get to watch the trial. They don't get to watch any of it. Why do you want to watch victims be tortured on the stand? Because that's not saving anyone. You want names, but you don't want them because you want to bring justice because you cannot. Only the victims and survivors can. And what do you think us victims and survivors want to do when we go on every single social media app and we see our trauma exploited by people that just want attention and clout? And then when we try to sit here and say, hey, that's not true, we're called brainwashed. What makes you think that we're going to come forward, continue to come forward for the whole world to see when you don't even take a survivor at their word because they disagree with you and call you out on your bullshit? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Because while I was on TikTok with my old accounts, I had 35,000 followers. And it was a very crazy thing because one account, I kept getting asked, who were my parents? And if I didn't say their names, that I was protecting them and that children were getting hurt, tortured, and raped, and it was all my fault. And then on the other account, where I had just about 20,000 followers, I got asked so many intrusive, invasive, disgusting questions about my children and what may or may not have happened to them because me sharing details of my story wasn't enough for people. They needed to know more. So these are the two sides that you have. They either want more details of a child being tortured and raped. They want to know the names of all the victims that you can come up with or that you know or they want to know the names of the perpetrators. I actually had people threaten to go down and unalive my parents, which had I actually answered the question, that would make me an accomplice to a crime. So obviously that person wasn't supportive. 
And then I had the people that I had to argue with about the conspiracy theories like the tunnels, which is not true. Wayfair, not true. Amazon, not true. Walmart, not true. None of that is true. That is noise. That's distractions. Because they want you looking at point A so they can get away with it at point B. But God forbid a survivor comes forward and says, hey, this isn't it. Everyone attacks them. Literally everyone attacks anyone that disagrees with these conspiracy theories. So my question to you is in your podcast episode, your 19 minute one that you made on the 27th about Ghislaine's case saying that we as a society have to come together and everybody needs to make videos and posts about this because we need answers. What answers do you want and why do you want them? Because you cannot bring a case against anyone that sex traffics somebody else. The victim has to do it. You need to support victims and survivors. That is the only way to end sex trafficking. You need to build them a support system so that way they feel strong enough to go to the police. I went to the police recently and this man, after I escaped my parents, came into my job and he groomed me and kidnapped me and trafficked me. I sat through two different statements because it was in two different jurisdictions and they were both about four hours long. I had to relive every single gruesome detail that not only he did to me, but that the customers did to me. And it was absolutely horrifying. I had nightmares and panic attacks and flashbacks for months while I waited and I found out that nothing was going to happen because there wasn't enough evidence, physical evidence. Everything was circumstantial, and it was basically he said versus she said, and they believed that he said. So I went through all of that. I re-traumatized myself, and I dealt with the panic attacks, with the flashbacks, and I did get closure. I absolutely did, but... He is not in jail, and he won't be. And now he knows I made the allegations that I did, so my life is in danger because I came forward. So are you going to protect me? Are you going to come and patrol my house to make sure that he's not the one that's coming after me right now because someone from the ring is coming after me? I don't know exactly who it is. Because that's kind of what I need right now. I mean, I don't need you to know any of the names of my clients because you can't do anything with those names. I need safety. But see, that's something that I don't get to have. I've lived in nearly 20 states in 12 years since I've been gone because I keep getting found and I keep fleeing. And it's not easy It's not a fun, glamorous life at all. In fact, it is horrible. The past three days, I have woken up from every time I've slept, including naps during the day, and I was in a full-blown panic attack. Full-blown panic attack. I mean, to the point where I have scratches 
on my throat because I was trying to pull my shirt down because I felt like I was suffocating. That's how bad my panic attacks were. I have sat in my bed and all of a sudden hours have passed by because I've dissociated so much and gone off to some land somewhere far away to escape the pain that I'm feeling because of the things that happen and because of the PTSD and the fact that I know that somebody is after me and my family and trying to do God knows what. Are you going to do something about that? Are you going to call and report it to the police? You're not. And this is why I said in previous episodes that people want to know names for selfish reasons. They don't want to know for the benefit of the survivor. They don't want to know for the benefit of the victims because they can't do anything with the names other than know them. And a lot of people, they want to be able to boycott these people. So let's say it's a movie star. They won't watch any movie that they have star in. Or a politician, they won't vote for that person or support them or anyone that does. They don't want to do it or they don't want to know the names because it'll benefit the victims and the survivors in any way. There is no support system. There's not enough resources. I had a friend ask me today how well my support system is for the upcoming trial because this is what has me in such a spin right now and why I'm having the nightmares and the panic attacks because of this trial and because of all the lies being spread and because of videos like yours that I tried to ask you to go and listen to the truth about but you refused. And all I could say to her is I don't have one because I don't. I have my therapist, of course. I have an advocate, of course. I have some friends, but none that truly understand. Most of my friends haven't even listened to my podcast, and that's fine. I don't want to force anybody to listen to it. I ask, and they can choose if they want to or not. But see, the thing is, my friends know my story. They know what I've been through, and they are supportive to me. But they don't know how to support me through the next coming weeks because I don't know how to support me through the next coming weeks. I can't just call up some agency and have them relocate my family and get us to a safe place because every time I had to do that, I had to do it on my own. Just like when I left and I escaped, I had to do that on my own too because nobody could do it for me. Nobody came to save me. Nobody that saw the sex trafficking thought that I was being trafficked or just abused or saw that there was even something off my entire life. Nobody did a thing about it. They didn't make any calls. And you know what? Some of them went to my mother, who was my trafficker. So, of course, she crafted a story to tell them. But the rest didn't because they were too scared of my father to make a report. In fact, when he got arrested, they had to do a lot of things 
to get witness statements because they did not want the detectives seen anywhere near them. They created a fake event just to get every single witness together at one time so they could all make a statement because they were all that terrified. So they allowed a child to be sex trafficked for more than half of her life because they were scared. How do you think I felt? How do you think the victims feel tonight knowing that in just a few days they have to get up on a stand and they have to look Ghislaine Maxwell in the eyes and say what she did to them? Do you even know what that feels like? Do you even have an inkling of how that terror, that fear feels? I pray that you don't because it is crippling. So, COVID was not created to distract from sex trafficking. Your video is distracting from sex trafficking. You are helping sex traffickers. You are not helping victims. You are not helping anyone because you don't have your facts straight. So I highly recommend that you click my link tree in this episode. There are links to information about sex trafficking and also links on how to report them. Nobody really clicks on them. I can see it on my admin settings on Linktree, and it breaks my heart that nobody actually clicks on the information links. But John, the video, I'm just going to leave you with this. If you truly are as passionate as you claim that you are and want to end sex trafficking, then you need to get educated. You need to listen to survivors. You need to listen to their stories because every single tool that is needed to end sex trafficking is right there in the stories of survivors. And you don't need to know the client's names. You don't need to know who flew on the Lolita Express. You don't need to know about any of that. You don't need to know who was on the island. You don't need to know what happened on the island. You don't need to know those details to end sex trafficking. What you need to know is how to spot a victim. So if you saw a little girl walking in the mall holding what appeared to be her father's hand and she had a hat on and she had an oversized sweatshirt and she had tears in her eyes Would you think that she possibly had just been sex trafficked or would you think that she was crying because she was told no, she couldn't have this toy that her dad told her she wasn't allowed to get? Because if your answer is the latter, which I assume it is because that is for most people, then you aren't doing anything to save victims. You don't know where sex trafficking is. You think it's in a faraway place in the Caribbean, on an island, in a submarine, on a plane, and that it's only to the rich and powerful. But see, the thing is, yes, the rich and powerful are buyers. The sex traffickers are nobodies to you. They're not people whose names you will recognize. 
They are not people who, if you walked past walking out of your house, down the street, in the mall, anywhere, that you would even recognize. That's the sex traffickers. They are not the rich and powerful. They are not the famous. They're the ones behind the scenes, the ones hiding in plain sight, the ones that live next door to you, the ones that are in your own family, the ones that could be literally anybody that you walk past at any given moment in the day. And the same goes for victims too. Sex trafficking is right on your doorstep. It's right in front of your face, right under your nose, hidden in plain sight. It happens all day, every single day. So again, if you are as passionate as you claim you are, and that you are not asking for details from Ghislaine's trial for selfish reasons, then get educated. Listen to the other episodes here if you want. Go look other places. But if you're only researching conspiracy theories, you will never find answers. They call it the rabbit hole for a reason. Because what's down the rabbit hole is not reality. So to everyone else that may have listened to me ramble on and have heard things that they've heard before, this man just did not sit well with me. And I have been trying not to make videos on TikTok because I don't want that attention. I just wanted to set a few things straight with another fellow podcaster. And if he listens, then... Maybe he gets a little educated, and if he doesn't, maybe it helps you get a little bit educated too. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and thanks for all the love and support. This journey has been a very difficult one, as you all know, and next week is going to be horrible, not just for me, but for survivors everywhere. And a lot of us, we are going to hear a verdict on somebody that did horrible things to us, but it's not our verdict. So it's not exactly the same thing as us getting justice. Closure maybe, but not justice. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next time.